0: we're going. Hey, it's the podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome. Sorry for the late episode. We had technical difficulties. That's right. But if you're listening to this on, like, I don't know, Thursday or Friday, you probably didn't notice. So just forget everything I just said.
1: Unless you're a Monday morning listener, there's no difference here.
0: Yeah, but it is LA. late. We had some technical difficulties. My story is going to be different this time. We just had issues. We recorded twice. Yeah. And... No luck. So <laughs> we recorded twice. See if and we can get this work. one out. So we're gonna get this one out. I swear we're gonna get this one out. <laughs> um. So what's what's new? Uh, we said we hadn't been paying much attention to the news.
1: Yeah. I, I, God, this is
0: the third time I've said that.
1: Well, today's uh, Martin Luther King Day. Oh yeah. I forgot about that until mm-hmm. today.
0: Yeah. <laughs> happy happy.
1: Happy. <laughs> happy, day. happy day happy day to the uh fbi who murdered him um yeah and uh all that um yeah i did i did have one i did find another piece of news today that i wanted to read on the podcast because it made me made me laugh okay um this is a, a, an article in the chicago tribune yeah um, Man lived inside O'Hare for three months before <gasps> detection, prosecutors say.
0: I love that. Yeah. I've always wondered, like, I bet people could just live in an airport. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> if you just act like, yeah, it wouldn't be hard.
2: Yeah.
1: I so know. this is great. Okay. I love this. Yeah. All right. It's it's a short article, so I'll just read the whole thing. But a, yeah. a, a California man who police said claimed to be too afraid to fly due to COVID-19 hid out for three months in a secured area of O'Hare International Airport until his weekend arrest, prosecutors said Sunday.
0: Why'd they arrest him?
1: Uh, Apparently, well, I I don't, it might get into that in this article. Okay. Um, But.
0: I just think, just like pick him up and take him outside.
1: (laughs) In bond court Sunday, prosecutors said Singh arrived at O'Hare on a flight from Los Angeles, um, Oh, wait, no. Yeah, here it is. Uh, Aditya Singh, 36, is charged with felony, criminals trespass what? to a restricted area of an airport, and misdemeanor <sighs> theft.
0: That's ridiculous. I know it is. In That's... bond court
1: Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> this guy's just living his best life.
0: He didn't do anything unless he did. I don't know.
1: So in bond court Sunday, prosecutors said Singh arrived at O'Hare on a flight from Los Angeles on October 19th. <laughs> Um, And allegedly has lived in the airport security (laughs) zone ever since without detection. I love
0: this. I know. I love it.
1: Uh, Cook County Judge Susanna Ortiz reacted incredulously Sunday after a prosecutor detailed the allegations. Oh,
0: my God. What allegations? This is stupid.
1: So if I understand you correctly, Ortiz said, you're telling me that an unauthorized non-employee individual was allegedly living within a secure part of the O'Hare Airport terminal from October 19th, 2020 to January 16th, 2021 and was not detected?
0: Yeah, that's what I'm... (laughs) I want to understand you
1: correctly. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Oh, that's funny.
1: Yeah. So early Saturday afternoon, two United Airlines employees approached Singh and asked to see his identification. Uh, Assistant State's Attorney Kathleen Haggerty said Singh lowered his face mask and showed them an airport ID badge that he was wearing around his neck.
0: Oh, that's not (laughs) supposed... Yeah, he he did that, didn't he? (laughs) That's not legal, is it? No. No, but that's that's great. I mean, I don't think... He printed something out and put it on a lanyard. You know, I don't think uh, I don't think that's his fault. I think he was creative. Well, the, I think he did an art project. The badge
1: actually belonged to an operations manager. Oh, so he who stole reported it. Reported it missing October twenty sixth. <gasps> a weekend, he stole a badge from uh, someone. He found
0: it on the ground. Thought um, it was yeah. a good accessory.
1: <laughs> I, I mean,
0: I'd th- be a good lawyer. Found it on the ground. Thought it was a he thought it was a cute necklace, so he wore it. And then he didn't understand what they were asking him, so then he showed them his cool piece of jewelry he had around his neck.
1: <laughs> okay mm-hmm. i I think it was just smart letting, oh yeah, getting it's himself. Smart. He found a guy who worked at the airport that. who looked like him. That's and amazing. got his ID badge so he could get into places that he needed to get into so he could live there. I love this. Uh, the employees called 911. Police took Singh into custody about 11 t- 11.10 a.m. Saturday. Oh, so they knew it was Saturday.
0: not him? Yeah. Okay. In Terminal
1: 2 near gate F-12. Okay. I guess. Yeah. Haggerty said Singh reportedly found the badge in the airport and was scared to go home due to COVID. Yeah. She told the judges other passengers were giving him food. Aw. <laughs> Uh, Singh lives with roommates in Orange, California, southeast of Los Angeles, and does not have a criminal background, according to Assistant Public Defender Courtney Smallwood. She said he has a master's degree in hospitality and is unemployed.
0: Oh, wow. <laughs> I mean, it sounds like he was genuinely just too scared to fly home.
1: Yeah. I mean, I feel like a airport still isn't the best place to hang out. For that time, but
0: that's true. But maybe, I mean, this doesn't sound like he needs jail time or a fine. It sounds like he needs to go to therapy. <laughs> if he is really scared to go home and he uh, thought living in an airport was safer, <laughs> I think there's something wrong there. You're right. Therapy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Smallwood acknowledged the circumstances were unusual, but noted the allegations were nonviolent. It was yeah. unclear what brought Singh to Chicago and if he has any ties to the area. As a condition of bail, Ortiz barred Singh from stepping foot in the airport again. If he is able to post the thousand dollars he needs for his release, he's due back in court January twenty seventh.
0: The well, then court- how is he supposed to get home?
1: I, I'm guessing take uh,
0: another plane. Midway,
1: I guess. So. Is he going to Midway. I guess he has to go through. Mid- well, I mean, I don't think he's. I I would guess maybe after he after his court date after his he's sentenced.
0: Oh, he can go back?
1: I would assume then he would be able to go through O'Hare again. Um, The court finds these facts and circumstances quite shocking for the (laughs) alleged period of time that this occurred, the judge said. (gasps) Being in a secured part of the airport under a fake ID badge allegedly, based upon the need for airports to be absolutely secure so that people feel safe to travel, I do find those alleged actions do make him a danger to the community. What? No. No! What? I think I've... I think I voted to retain this lady and I regret it now.
0: What in the world? He is not a danger. He just lived there. He's just a cool Did guy. Did he hurt anyone? No. no, he didn't hurt anyone. He really he wasn't like stealing food from Pete, stealing hey, things like either. <laughs> he just took a badge.
1: I know. That's all he got. He found a badge. And uh,
0: That's it. He was he didn't steal anything else. He wasn't violent. He was perf- it was perfectly fine.
1: Yeah, I know. This is a cool guy. This and is a cool I wish guy. Him well.
0: Yeah, me too. Honestly, is he a white guy? No. Oh, sounds like it is. Uh, no. Uh, Just because he was undetected for three months, so when he flashed his badge, I mean, people weren't suspicious at all. Yeah, man. You know what I'm saying? But also, if he's not white, everyone thinks that anyone who's not white looks exactly the same, so he could pull up any non-white Badge and people would be like, yeah, that that reads.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I think that
0: makes sense. So I don't know. I can see it both ways here.
1: <laughs> anyway, what? <laughs> should... Okay. Yeah. So so that's that's that that's the only other thing I wanted to talk about.
0: Yeah, that's great.
1: Yeah, I'm glad I found that.
0: I yeah, that's that. amazing.
1: It's so the one time like the little news updates that uh, or notifications that pop up on my phone actually gave me something good. <laughs>
0: huh yeah those Ugh. that's good though i like that
1: <laughs> i like it too mm-hmm. i'm proud of him
0: mm-hmm. me a, too i'm really happy for this
1: guy father
0: yeah <laughs> <laughs> he seems like a very smart intelligent man i don't I know I don't you really got the be, problem
1: you gotta be smart to hide in an airport for three months that should have been i wonder if that was one of the later home alone movies if it's not it should have been or he gets i don't, uh, little, I don't remember
0: or, those movies at all I think I've you? seen one. Yeah. The first
1: one. So the first one. <laughs> I
0: think so.
1: Yeah, I haven't I've only seen the first two.
0: I didn't like them very much. They gave me a lot of anxiety as a child, I think. <laughs> so I was like Ugh.
1: Yeah, I haven't seen him in a long time.
0: Also, I'm like he's going to kill these people trying to break into his house. Yeah. Like he did things that would absolutely murder them that child did.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> he's a little psychopath. in the movie
0: he they didn't die, but they would have in real life. <laughs> so I don't know. I didn't like it. <laughs> they were just trying to rob a, ha- a house. Yeah. They weren't trying to hurt him, were mm. they? I don't remember the movie.
1: I, I don't know. I mean, I guess because he probably probably would have hurt him. Because he yeah, was... that's true.
0: Okay, whatever. Uh, mm. Anything else you want to talk about? No. I watched. What did you watch? The Night Stalker. Documentary, docu series oh, yeah. on Netflix. Yeah, and I just want to say, I just wanted to give my opinion on it because I feel like maybe fifty percent of this audience probably is interested in this stuff or has watched it. I'm gonna say most. I'm gonna say seventy percent, actually. I know a lot of people like to say, "Oh, I don't like true crime. It's stupid. It's wrong." But I know you're interested. <laughs> I know you are um so i watched it night stalker about uh richard ramirez Mm -hmm. and i just thought it was okay okay that's my take on it i just thought it was okay i think it could have been better okay I think it could have been better. I didn't learn much about the victims. I didn't learn much about the murderer. I learned a lot about the cops, (laughs) even though they fucked everything up, but they tried to make them sound like really good people. And I'm like, "Uh, no, okay. It just made me mad because this one guy was like, I got a college degree. I was the first in my family, but I knew I wanted to be a cop. And I'm like, why'd you waste the money then? Why'd you waste the money to go to college? Then he immediately became a cop. I mean, he studied, like, whatever. Criminology. stuff like that. But I'm like, what? Why?
1: Criminology is a fake degree.
0: I mean, he was a good investigator. Okay. He did good as, like, an investigator. (laughs) That guy did good. I should say that. That, The one guy. Yeah, one of the guys. He he was smart. Okay. He's the first one who, like, connected all of, like, the... I shouldn't give it away, but I mean it's not really. It's like in the first episode, he like connected that all these child kidnappings were like connected to these adult murders, mm-hmm. which was okay weird. No one had seen that at the time, so, and then we talked about how the in the documentary you'll see the mayor, the governor, the mayor, the mayor of
2: San Francisco, San
0: Francisco, gave away really important information that was supposed to be kept a secret. Um, and she gave it all away in a press conference Mm
1: -hmm. and
0: then that's why the that's why Richard Ramirez was able to get away for so much longer because (laughs) she gave away all the information it was so frustrating to watch because we like in the documentary they had the they played the press conference and the whole time the whole documentary they were like playing up like no one can find out about this. No one can find out about this. No one can find out about this. There's like three major things because if people found out, the killer would find out and then he would change these things. They were easy to change. And then in the press conference, she just barfed all of it up and I was so upset. And I'm like, this already happened and I'm still so mad about it. But then you said
1: uh we love our senator diane feinstein shut
0: up you didn't say that <laughs> diane feinstein yeah she's like 91 81
1: she i think <laughs> th- she just filed to run for re-election um and so i think i think she would be 91 and when her when she was she's like late re-election for what for senate, senate. yeah
0: get out of here lady she's the worst <laughs> why do people like her <laughs>
1: I don't know. I'm
0: so mad. I know. Don't vote for that bitch. I'm <clears throat> mad.
1: Yeah, I she's know. She's the
0: reason a million more people died. And she's just not a good person.
1: Yeah. I know. She's she would... just dumb. Like, who
0: gives <laughs> away that kind of information? Bitches. That's who.
1: Bitches who love flying the Confederate flag. Yeah, you told me that, California too. California in the 70s.
0: <laughs> Weirdo. Just to really... That's, like, weird... I mean and, uh, wrong, racist, but also weird. Like why?
1: Why would I know Why, why California? Would, why would San Francisco City Hall need to have a Confederate flag?
0: That's why uh, yeah, that's weird <laughs> as hell. That she worshipped that worship worshipped it that much. I'm so confused.
1: Yeah. <sighs> it's a piece of shit and I hope she dies soon.
0: It's <laughs> mean. But, yeah. Um, so my topic kind of comes from Surviving Death, uh, the docuseries on Netflix. I also watched that, Surviving Death, which I highly suggest because it's actually very good okay. and very well done. And I really liked it. Um, and, like, two of the episodes was about mediums, so, like, psychics and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I just thought it was really interesting. Okay. And, like, seances and stuff like that. It was really neat. <laughs> Like, that's the one, like, mediums. I really want to go to one just because I want to see what they could pick up from me, like, body language wise. Like, I want to see what they get accurate, like, sure. what they can just pick up and guess from, like, just looking at me and, like, watching me. Mm-hmm. Cause I think that's a cool skill yeah, that, that is some of them are really good at, like, obviously they aren't seeing anything or hearing anything from anyone, but I think it's a cool skill that a lot of them can pick up like signals from you yeah, and kind of, kind of guess things that relate to you. Cause sometimes they're pretty specific. They're not all just vague things. Like you seem unhappy <laughs> because you're sad and you're unhappy. Like <laughs> some of them are pretty specific. So I find it interesting uh-huh. and I, 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 I buy that some of them are legitimate. I think it's a huge like uh, scam uh, section of whatever. Right. Um, I
1: would buy that some of them think they're legit.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, I buy that maybe some of them are I don't know. Because <laughs> there's so many scam stories it's hard to actually... Yeah. But I still want to go to one. But I... I don't know. I'm a gullible person. I would believe what they were saying. If they got everything accurate, I'd be like, you're legit. But <laughs> if they ever told me like, now you need to fork over $2,000 and I'll make your life great. I'd be like, nah, you're going to get my $10 for my palm reading and I'm going to leave. <laughs> yeah. So I know that much because I, I want to go to one, but I'm telling you, I'm capping it at like $25. Right. I'm giving them.
1: <laughs> okay. That's it. It's, you, have the, the same, you need to have like the same rules going in to see a psychic as you do going into a casino.
0: Yeah. No, <laughs> it, it, seriously. It's, and then if they're still asking for a bunch of money, I'm like, you're a scam, bitch. No, <laughs> I shouldn't call everyone a bitch. But, I mean, a lot of it is just... I'm trying to get money and scam people. But there were, yeah, there were two good episodes that made, that convinced me that some mediums can be real. Okay. Uh, okay. But Surviving Death is good. One's about One episode is about near-death experiences, which is really interesting. Mm-hmm. Two episodes about mediums, which were interesting. It was interesting. Um, they weren't like my ul- ultimate favorite episodes, but I, I really, they, I enjoyed them. They were interesting. The one about seances was cool. Okay. The one just about regular old mediums who do like,
2: mm-hmm.
0: uh, like, a, yeah, a mental medium, not a physical medium or whatever. I see. Um, and then there was one about like seeing signs and uh, things from your dead loved ones, like you see a butterfly and that means your dad is there with you. Oh, okay. Kind of deal, but like more specific than that. Right. Um. And then the last one is about reincarnation stories, which is honestly the best one. And I think you should watch it just for that. Anyway, I'm going to get into my story. I'm going to talk about two mediums who scammed people out of a lot of money. So I'm back at it again with these scams, but (laughs) I find it fascinating, okay? All right. uh, To be fair, my thing this week was not supposed to be a scam, but it didn't work out. Maybe another week. I was going to talk about a child reincarnation story. It didn't work. I'm going to maybe do some better research on it. I don't know. And talk about multiple... I don't know. We're going to get into that eventually, just not today. Today, I'm going to keep it a little lighter and talk about some mediums that scammed people, which I think is great. All right. Honestly, I think it's great. Well, we'll see. I haven't really looked into these. I kind of skimmed. <laughs> okay. But I most of the time, I feel like I can get on board with that. All
1: right. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I think. Well, Dep- yeah.
0: Small, small scale scams on people who are coming to mediums. Not like... I need $25,000 from you, and then I'll never speak to you again. That's mean. Right. That's just mean. Especially people (laughs) coming to you because they're sad.
2: Right. Yeah.
0: But uh, those are these two people, so I don't think I'm going to like them. Okay. Okay. So let's get into it. My sources are from an article in The Guardian, uh, The New York Post, Palm Beach Post, and The Insider. So the first story is about a self-proclaimed proclaimed psychic in midtown. Uh they were arrested. She was arrested for allegedly conning at least two vulnerable out of town clients out of more than eight hundred thousand dollars oh, wow. over the last five years, the post has learned. But also, I'm like if you have that much money to just drop on a medium
1: Yeah. Then like Then I, I feel think I'm like... on
0: this medium side.
1: <laughs> yeah. I feel like that's okay.
0: Yeah. Uh Anne Thompson 42, who operated her years-long supernatural scheme under the name Psychic Zoe.
1: Psychic Zoe.
0: Out of the second story of a West 35th building near 7th Avenue, uh, was finally nabbed Wednesday morning on charges of grand larceny, scheming to defraud, and fortune-telling, and fortune-telling. Authorities said fortune, t- you can be charged with fortune-telling?
1: Yeah, Probably.
0: This is dumb. That's stupid. <laughs> that makes sense. Hmm.
1: I'm sure it's a very old law, but apparently I it's bet still they applied. Could get them on it. yeah. yeah,
0: Thompson, who represented herself, not a good idea. <laughs> Just not a good idea. You should know they're crazy if they're trying to represent themselves, even if they have a law degree, even if they can be a lawyer. Get a different lawyer.
1: <laughs> yeah, you're right.
0: What the heck?
1: But I mean, that's I mean that's what you want in a medium.
0: Confidence. Yeah. Arrogance, really. <laughs> uh, uh, as a... Re- okay, wait. Thompson, who represented herself as a renowned... Oh, wait. Maybe she didn't represent herself. Oh, she, she represented, represented herself, herself as... as a, why would they say it like that? That was misleading. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Okay. Never mind. As a renowned psychic medium and advertised $5 readings, told her victims they... Quote, needed to provide her with funds for a spiritual protection plan to ensure that family members would be protected. End quote. An NYPD spokesperson says, spokeswoman, I should say. Quote, uh, she assured them that the funds would be returned upon conclusion of the protection plan. Oh. She refused to return the funds and said family would be in danger if funds were returned.
1: Oh, no. Yes. 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 Yes like uh does the mafia like deal with mediums Do they use is she a, is she like a mobbed up medium for a protection racket here on these people i
0: hope so or uh thompson a new jersey native cheated one of her victims a 49 year old man from the midwest <laughs> we are dumb <laughs> Uh, out of oh, yeah. $72,000 after he visited the swindling psychic on December 15th, 2017.
2: Yeah.
1: This is
0: great. I love this.
1: Uh, yeah, I no. kind of
0: love it, actually. Because these people... It's not like these people... I mean, maybe they are, but I feel like they would comment that. They weren't taking out huge loans. Right. They were just giving it to her.
1: Yeah. She was this rich, corn-fed rube coming in. To new york city mm-hmm. yeah he doesn't he, he's got more money than he knows what to do with
0: yeah if he can just drop that so yeah the man visited thompson over the next week and thompson convinced him uh, quote that he was suffering from a number of psychic maladies which she could cure according to the manhattan criminal court complaint thompson then coerced the man into purchasing seventy-two thousand dollars worth of gold coins so that he could quote Place them in a special location at her temple, which would cure his aura.
1: That's just a good investment right That's there.
0: That's a good idea. <laughs> Saying, you need to buy these gold coins. Put them at the temple so then it'll cure you. It wasn't just hand me $72,000. Yeah. She was creative.
1: Not like give me the money and I'll buy the gold coins. You buy the coins.
0: Maybe she really thought this would help cure his aura.
1: <laughs> I'm, I, maybe.
0: Aura. Is that how you say that? Aura? Aura? It's like either one. A-U-R-A. I say aura. Yeah, I think aura. Okay. Thompson told the man uh, he would have to, quote, supply half the gold coins and that her temple would be willing to supply the other half. Okay. The complaint says, adding that Thompson promised that by the end of the ritual or at any time he asked, either the gold coins or their full cash value would be returned. That was her problem right there. Don't promise that. (laughs) Yeah. You say that goes to me and my temple. That goes to the gods.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. I I mean, she says that, but she also says, if you take the money back, you're going to get all your psychic maladies.
0: That's true. Yeah. Uh, The two even signed a written contract stating the terms. Done deal. He signed a contract (laughs) that said this. (laughs) I guess part of the reason he asked for the money back and she didn't give it to him.
1: Okay. Well, yeah, if that's uh, (laughs) a.
0: I mean, maybe I think he did. After the man consulted with his wife. He requested that his money be returned back to him, like Thompson I, Okay,
1: I'm going to put it out there right now. I will consult with you before Please. I ever purchase $72,000 worth of gold coins to give to a psychic.
0: Oh, my God. Not and I would totally back you on that, okay? I would be like, yes, Harry, if this is what you think you need and we have that kind of cash, I'd be like, fine. <laughs> okay. We could also just go on vacation, but... You could buy gold coins for a psychic too if you wanted. Um, <laughs> uh, so, but she refused to give him the money back. Oh,
1: no. Well, she doesn't want him to get yeah. his hexes back.
0: Yeah. Thompson pulled the same trick on another victim, a woman in her 40s from Canada. Uh, who she swindled more than $740,000. Okay,
1: so it wasn't like two cases of $400,000. No. It was one 72000 and one 740000 case.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, I do not feel bad for this woman. Over the course of more than four years, from 2013 to th- 2017. <laughs> and I guess it was four years, but that's still like, two hundred dollar two hundred thousand dollars a year yeah (laughs) (laughs) oh my god i just find these people dumb i don't find her dumb i find the psychic very smart right this is she got
1: caught so how smart can she be
0: that's true the woman first visited thompson's second floor parlor on february 14th 2013 and during that visit thompson told the woman that she was in great danger Uh, the two then developed a relationship and Thompson Mm -hmm. told the victim she needed her to purchase gold coins and other items, which would set up, uh, which would be set up in a room at Thompson's temple, which would help protect the victim from danger.
1: Mm Okay.
0: I mean, maybe she she truly thought that.
1: Maybe. Maybe. And then she didn't
0: want to give the money back because she truly didn't want her friend to have bad things happen to her anymore. Thompson assured be. the woman that everything placed at the temple was the woman's property and that the temple was not making any profit. All right. She said that on a written contract. This is her mistake. Yeah. You don't tell them they can get the money back. <laughs> I know. If you know, if you you don't sign a contract that says you can get the money back, if you know you're not going to give the money back.
2: Yeah. I know. <sighs> I tell you.
0: Both victims hired private investigator, Bob Nygaard, who specializes in the apprehension of psychic scammers, he said.
1: That's a good idea for a TV show. That is that like That is a, a good idea. About like a yeah, a PI who investigates fake psychics. I'll do it. But then every once in a while there's a real psychic. A real psychic. Or like yeah.
0: Can I be the private investigator? Yeah. No, I'd be one of the psychics. Right.
1: We're 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 going to I'd be write... one of the
0: real psychics. Yeah, okay. And so, I'm this takes
1: place in a world where there are And
0: then the real psychic helps the PI find the fake psychics after like season 1 when yeah. they when so they he, form a he's relationship friend
1: He's friends with a real psychic Shit. or or something and then they yeah, and then they team up. They team they up team to up. take down the fake psychics, but in the it, at the like end of like season 1, he start he finds out that his friend who he thought was a real psychic is <gasps> a fake psychic. Is a fake psychic. a fake psychic. it's a fake psychic too
0: oh this is good
1: but she's she's you know more powerful than all the others she's got like the
0: she's really smart she's like that guy from what was the other uh kind of like private investigator cop show oh what was that called where the guy had like Crazy smart, like he could s- not sense things, but he was very um, he picked things up really easily. Columbo, no, Sherlock, no, 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 I it don't wasn't know. that, it's not that old, really. I don't know if either is of those it, are uh, old. Psych, 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 it reminds me of psych. Okay, I mean, he wasn't actually a psychic, but he, he was... kind of acted like he was a psychic, right?
1: But he, he like knew a lot about psychology, is that why it's called psych, or because he was no,
0: he sometimes he acted like a psychic okay. people kind of thought he was a psychic but really he was just really observant
2: i say okay. so he
0: like saw that things were like missing here see? and there like he had a, like a photographic memory and like uh-huh. he was very observant about things so he could catch things really fast ah. so it seemed very psychic i think that's why they called it psychic. probably
1: see that, that's like that's a person who could have gone into being a medium using their powers yeah. for no good. he
0: really could have <laughs> Using his powers for good, yeah, you know like, that was a good show. Psych, Psych was really a good show.
1: I never, I never. You know
0: we it. should rewatch Monk. <laughs> I like good, Monk. That
1: is a great show. I love Monk. Yeah, me too. I shouldn't
0: like so many cop shows, but I like Monk. <laughs>
1: yeah, and I
0: like Psych. Okay? Monk's
1: not a cop though. He's he's a, he's a he's a PI who just helps the cops, right? Or is he? A, is he yeah,
0: a... he was a cop until yeah. his wife died, and then he went kind of insane. So then he's a PI that just helps the cops now. But he was a cop. But after his wife died, he his made his OCD kind of kicked in big time. Right.
1: Anyway, nobody make okay. our nobody make PI our Psychic
0: show. PI show. I will be pissed. We're
1: gonna we're gonna start in on that. Mm-hmm. This is if if a show co- like that comes on in the next couple of years, we'll know. We'll know. Y- we'll know who to on, contact. You're on notice. CBS. We
0: know who listens. No,
1: NBC. Yeah,
0: you're on notice.
1: <laughs> ABC.
0: Now, how do we pitch this to them without them just stealing the idea? And then getting better people to write the show.
1: Well, I, I is feel that like what you
0: fear all the time? Is that what everyone fears when they go to pitch a
2: show?
1: Yeah, I guess so. But I mean, you, that's why you like. That's why. That's why when you have the idea, you mail it to yourself. So then there's a you know record of it being. We, need to, we it. need to do that. We need to do m- that because I think this is a good right, we're show. We're gonna we're gonna print out this podcast and then mail it to ourselves. <laughs>
0: well we have record we have a record (laughs) so we don't need to mail it yeah we have a record here at 30 minutes ish (laughs) okay Uh, on episode 63 we had a good idea anyway uh (laughs) the
1: first good idea on this podcast ever and finally get into one in episode
0: 63 (laughs) (laughs) okay um let's see let's see let's see uh the yeah. woman was conned out of the hundreds of thousands of dollars over the next few years because she realized that Thompson was a fraud. What? Before she realized that Thompson was a fraud, she was conned. I'm but like, because? because? Yeah,
1: she, well, she, she gave her a little bit of money at first, and then she was like, she wait, this she's, a, going she's on. a fraud. She's a good fraudster. A good I'm, I'm going to invest in her. She's she gonna thought be, that's going to be a
0: plot in our, in our show.
1: She thought she was scamming... The scammer.
0: Shit. (laughs) Okay.
1: After she realized she was a fraud, she's gonna like try to blackmail her.
0: Oh my god. This is a great (laughs) This is our
1: pilot. Yeah, right now.
0: Yeah. You have to have something dramatic for a cop crime show, though. So, like, the woman who's trying to scam the psychic lady with blackmail, she gets really mad and then she threatens to, like, murder her. And then she has a gun to her head. And then the cops come in and are like, put the gun down. You're under arrest, both of you. Okay. Mm -hmm. We have to have something dramatic like that. Someone's got to almost die. And then the cops have to come in and then save the day, unfortunately. The psychic P.I. should come in and save the day yeah, with his no cops. with his gun who that he shouldn't own. It should be like a fake gun it should be a gun that's he, he not has a... He has a fake gun. And then he's like I'm putting you under arrest, but not really.
1: <laughs> he, <laughs> with my
0: fake gun to your head. He
1: impersonate he yeah, he impersonates a cop. In order to... Uh...
0: Yeah, I really want to be a PI, but I don't really want to work for cops. I kind of just want to be a PI that like, people hire to like find out if their wife is cheating on them or something, and then yeah. I, I give them pictures of evidence, and they hand me an envelope of money. That's the kind of PI I want to be. <laughs> okay. We exchange manila envelopes. That's what I want to be. <laughs> okay. That's all I want to do, because I really like spying on people, and I like being a creep. <laughs> I'm nosy, and I like drama, so this would be a great job for me. <laughs> I'm just saying. Okay. Anyway. Uh, both victims hired uh, investigator Bob Nygaard, who's... Oh, wait. I said this already. Yeah. That's when we got on the idea of the topic of the show. Okay. Uh, let's see here. Uh according to Nygard, the PI they hired, yep. Thompson claimed that he needed to use money and various items that she needed to use money and various items to perform rituals to vanquish evil spirits, demons, and curses that were allegedly plaguing the victims and various members of the victims' families families.
1: Mm. That's not good.
0: Yeah. A part-time employee who works for Thompson at the second-floor Manhattan storefront claimed that she had no idea her boss was defrauding clients out of hundreds of thousands of dollars. Yeah, I'd be mad. I bet she paid that woman minimum wage. Maybe. And I'd be pissed. <laughs> I'd be like, what? How much money are you making?
1: Yeah, if Why she... am
0: I not in on this?
1: <laughs> yeah, if, if, if she truly had no idea that she was scamming them out of hundreds of thousands of dollars. I am skeptical that she had no idea about that, but it's possible. I
0: doubt she knew. I bet she kind of thought, this is kind of fraudulent because mediums are, nah. But I highly doubt she knew that she was, like, getting hundreds of thousands of dollars out of people and then not giving it back, you know? Mm -hmm. That seems like something she wouldn't know yeah especially if she was just like a part-time employee she just knew
1: about the like the small level skin getting like hundreds of dollars out of people
0: Mm uh quote she is a very nice generous person she wasn't bad ashley marks 26 told the post adding that the thompson's business quote has been very quiet not a lot of people coming in
1: (laughs) who could have who could have seen this uh development
0: I never heard anything regarding the accusations. Mark said. Um, at Thompson's Manhattan criminal court arraignment, she was ordered uh, held. She was ordered held on fifty thousand dollars bail. She has that right.
1: Yeah. Well, she's got eight hundred thousand.
0: Her next court date is scheduled for June twenty seventeen or June twenty seventh. Okay. I'm assuming of like 2018 or something like that. Okay. I don't know. <laughs>
2: All 2019
0: right. maybe? I bet that already happened. So the, my next story. Are we ready for the next story? Yeah. So this is a woman who is accused of scamming a 61-year-old by promising to cleanse money and valuables. <laughs> so basically this is the Just same thing. Just like scam. the
1: classic wallet inspector scam.
0: Mm-hmm. A Bocorata R-
1: Bake Boca Raton. Oops. Boca Rotten.
0: B- boca Raton. Boca Raton Psychic my, sentenced in two thousand eleven to thirty
1: 30- ska punk band.
0: Okay. Boca rotten? Yeah. Okay. A boca A Poca Raton psychic sentenced in 2011 to 37 months in federal prison for swindling $1.6 million from duped clients is at it again, (laughs) according to a city police report. (laughs) So she served her time, and then she did it again.
1: (laughs) Back on the horse. That's what you like to see.
0: Honestly, Google your mediums, people. (laughs) If you see that they were in jail, don't go to them. Doesn't even sound like she changed her name or anything.
1: Google your mediums.
0: Google your mediums. Man. This time, Bridget Doreen Evans, 40, is accused of scamming a 61-year-old Boko... 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 Raton... Woman.
2: (laughs) Good. Very good. Is that it? Uh, no. no. Out of
0: 180 that 180,000 $180,000 in cash and jewelry by promising to cleanse the money and valuables of evil spirits.
1: <laughs>
0: Boko Raton, is that how you say that?
1: Um I think it's ratone.
0: Oh, Boco Raton. Oh, Boko Raton. Police are also investigating Evans in another case where she allegedly defrauded a victim out of two hundred and twenty thousand dollars.
1: I okay, I I just really think the first scam is really funny. That she's just like, "Give me this money so that I can cleanse it," and And then then she runs away. I know, I think that's very funny. Uh, your, your money is it's infected, cleansed. It's bad with, infected with bad spirits. I need to cleanse all your money.
0: I find it funny that she, like, spent some time in prison, like 37 yeah. months, when she got $1.6 million. I wonder if she was, like, I wonder if it was supposed to be, like, she was supposed to pay all that money back as well, or if she just kind of kept it.
1: I need to cleanse your credit card numbers, yeah. mother's maiden name, and uh, bank routing mm-hmm.
0: numbers. Honestly, She's smart. This is fun, (laughs) but also, why did you not know you're gonna get caught? I don't. But also, they just willingly gave up the money. Like she didn't say how she was gonna cleanse the money. She's cleansing it (laughs) by taking it. Yeah, that's how she cleanses it. Well,
1: launder and cleanse are very similar. It's just lost in translation. Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: That's true. Because launder like laundry, (laughs) cleanse, clean. It's the same word, basically. I so I copy and pasted this article that I'm reading. Uh, yeah. um, and I didn't cut out the, there was like a link to another article like underneath this and it just says, headmaster accused of sex acts to run school from home. And I almost read that just as part of the story. <laughs> and I was like, what? what? <laughs> How is this part of the story? It's
1: another medium. I was
0: very confused. Um, so, uh, and Texas law enforcement officials have already begun extradition proceedings requesting that Evans be sent to Harris County, which, in- which includes Houston, to face a charge of felony theft between $150,000 and $300,000. So that's the uh, third one we're hearing about after she, she also... already spent time in 2011 for what well, we don't know about that one yeah we don't know these are like there. the ones she's back at it again <laughs> i should have pulled up the information about she the did previous that, one cleansing too.
1: money scam she did another one and then the, both of those were in florida right i believe were, so and then the yeah. other and the, she also went to texas to steal Hundred fifty to three hundred thousand dollars. The
0: best people to get though. <laughs> Florida people and Texas people. They're dumb. Mostly Florida people. Florida people would totally buy into this. Evans is accused of swindling and bankrupting a Houston woman of two hundred and twenty six thousand three hundred dollars, causing her to become homeless. That's sad. That is sad. Evan is being held in the Palm Beach County jail without bond. Probably i mean sad i think this is great but i don't know i want her to be my friend
1: i mean she would clearly, but sad. if yeah. they just keep doing scams if they yeah. she, they let her be she needs bond out
0: therapy, <laughs> the, the, the therapy.
1: everyone needs therapy
0: everyone needs therapy That
1: that cure all that everyone can access all the time
0: well, I'm, no, I'm not saying, oh, she should have just gone to therapy. I'm saying instead of locking her up in a cell, we should pay to have her get some real treatment that probably consists of more than therapy. I know. <laughs> but <laughs> to maybe get some real treatment. Okay. Yeah. That's men. what I'm saying. Not just, wow, she she should have gone to therapy because <laughs> that helps everyone and everyone can get it.
1: Women will literally run million dollar psychic scams instead of going to therapy. <laughs>
0: I mean she had the money. She got 106 1.6 million dollars in the first scam. Anyway, no I'm kidding. But I'm not kidding about that fact, 1.6 million dollars. <laughs> okay. City police said Evans was working as a psychic in 2017 under the name Oh, she changed her name probably. Kira Chase. Mm-hmm and she met with the victim who was told there was a curse on her family the woman was advised see I'd be like nin, 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 nin. no 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 tell me about me what's no. going to happen in my future I don't care about the curse that's on my family <laughs> I know I'm aware I am, I am aware my family has bad luck now tell me how many children am I going to have in five years and who am I going to be married to <laughs> Play the game of mash. Just look at my palm and tell me what kind of house I'm going to live in. Okay? Jesus. I w- I'd be like, stop right there. I don't care. This is not what I'm paying you for. I don't care. Anyway. <laughs> the woman was advised that she would inherit her father's cancer and her daughter would become addicted to Heroin. <laughs> If
1: she didn't
0: take her advice. Oh, man. (laughs) That's really sad. (laughs) I guess she was just trying to help her family. Yeah. In April of 2017, Evans went to a woman's house and allegedly... Left with a box containing a fifty thousand dollars, fifty thousand dollars, an engagement ring valued at seventy five thousand dollars, and an eleven thousand dollars, we- eleven thousand dollar wedding band, and a Rolex watch worth five thousand two hundred dollars. Why do these people have all this stuff? How, why, how do you have a box with fifty thousand dollars in it? Probably a check. <laughs>
1: They were An
0: engagement ring valued at $75,000. Who spends that much money on an engagement I, ring? I, I guess. A, an $11,000 wedding band and a Rolex watch. <laughs> I don't feel bad for these people.
1: She, she was right. They were cursed, just not in the way that she said. They yeah. were cursed to lose all their money and go bankrupt.
0: Why'd they have so much stuff? why um Evans told the woman the items could not be cleansed because there was so much bad energy in the residence
1: (laughs) that's that's a good one that's gold
0: that is a good idea (laughs) fuck that's great Evans took the money and jewelry and promised to return it a few days later why would you let this happen
2: yeah
0: but instead ask the victim for another seven thousand dollars because quote the angels need more money to clear the cloud.
2: <laughs> no, no, no! The angels need
1: more money. The all- angels the always need what more money. What the fuck
0: does that even mean? A uh, cloud
1: of dark energy on her house, I think. But- days
0: after that, Evans asked for another. Do you want to guess how much money?
1: Did you see it? I simply cannot guess. Uh, Fifteen thousand forty
0: dollars dollars and received the money why
1: <laughs> well why just, why bad things keep happening to them they need uh, pay they, if they need to pay her more
0: law enforcement officials say Evans has a history as a scam artist yes uh, she was sentenced in December 2017 to 37 months in federal prison again 37 months. Man, After she pled guilty to account each of wire fraud and mail fraud. (laughs) Yes. Two family members, including Evans' sister, were also convicted and sent to prison. Two of her family members were in on it, too. Uh The three defendants were ordered to pay $2.2 million in restitution. So she had accomplices. Wow. Like family members (laughs) who were in on it. (laughs) <laughs> Evans was released none of these dates match up
1: are they talking about the first conviction I don't, here
0: I have no idea Evans was released in July 2013 no. and began serving three years of supervised release in November 2013 she was arrested and spent another three months in prison after she, after uh. she admitted to using cocaine while on probation <laughs> I love this woman <laughs> I love her. In, two, in the 2011 case, marked the second time Evans has been convicted of fraud. What? I thought that was the first case. So I guess she was first, second. So the first sidekick scam was in 2011. She was released in 2013, served three years of supervised release. Her Then in like 2017 was sentenced to 37 months in federal prison with a $2.2 million in restitution. And then her First fraud case in 2000, she was sentenced to five years of probation after taking a plea deal in a similar case. So another psychic scam. She just loves
1: doing fraud. It's a calling for some people.
0: Quote, I'm not convinced that Miss Evans isn't going to do this a fourth time.
1: (laughs) I certainly would not be. (laughs) I am more convinced than ever that she will absolutely do it a fourth time.
0: Oh, God. (laughs) Oh wait, no no no. I'm I'm not convinced that Miss Evans isn't going to do this a third time. The US Dix- District Judge said during the 2011 sentencing hearing. So he was right cuz she did it again in 2017. <laughs> she was charged again. <laughs> uh, so Jim Lewis Evans's attorney.
1: This is that guy's the real psychic.
0: Jim. Oh, William the real Di- clairvoyant. William Demetriolis Demetriolis. <laughs> that was the district judge who was like, I'm not convinced she won't do it again.
2: <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Start telling. So in
0: 2011 things. case, her lawyer that she hired, not did herself, okay. which I think that was the first one that I was confused about. Anyway, argued in court that Evans had a fifth grade education and was the victim of, oh, I don't think I can say that, <laughs> uh, blank culture in which she was raised. What's another word for that?
1: Um, I don't know. which
0: culture? Uh, not really. That's not what that is. That's like... offensive. <laughs> they said that. <laughs> uh, anyway, fifth grade education and was a victim to that type of culture when she was raised. We'll say that. A certain kind of, um,
1: gypsy culture. Sorry.
0: Harry. Okay. Cut it I up. was trying not to say it. Yeah, I know. I don't like, like the word. It's not a good word to say. Okay. Quote. Yeah, that was a quote, a quote from the attorney, not saying he, he should have said it, but get on him about it if you get mad. Not me. I didn't say it. <laughs> not saying any of those things mean which or anything else. I was just trying to find something that would make sense with his argument that he thinks that word means, I guess. <laughs> That's my story.
1: Cool. I like it. Thank you. That was very nice. Thank you. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well okay but but did that woman get cancer and her daughter get addicted to heroin?
0: You know I don't know they didn't put it in the article so so
1: may who was she really scamming them?
0: Do you think she could get released from prison if the daughter was addicted to heroin and she got cancer like her dad?
1: No but I mean I'm sure she would try.
0: Yeah, she should really hire someone to just like get her daughter hooked on heroin. <laughs> And tell this woman that she has cancer. Honestly, that's the best way to scam.
1: <laughs> get people this hooked is on the best heroin way. And tell them no, okay,
0: cancer. maybe not. That's mean. I, I, I maybe don't do that. But I mean, <laughs> okay. if she wants to get out of prison, maybe.
1: No, the official stance of known unknowns is maybe don't <laughs> intentionally get people hooked on heroin and tell them they have cancer.
0: Yeah, maybe don't. Maybe don't. Maybe don't. <laughs> maybe don't. Eh. Alright, you want to tell your story now? Yeah,
1: I'll talk about stuff.
0: Yeah, while you pull that up, I just want to say, I've had a really bad day. And I want everyone to know that I've had a bad day. We went on a hike today. (laughs) I'll I'll explain, I guess. We went on a hike today. And apparently I break out into like hives and huge like lumps all over my legs or all over me when I get too cold. So... I started breaking out in this, like, hu- like huge hive-type... What were they called? What, what what did they say? They're, like, huge... They're big. So, what would you call that? Um. What did they say that was?
1: I, I don't... I don't know. Um, Large welts? bumps.
0: Welts. Yeah. I had, like, these red, itchy welts all over my legs. All over. And I itched the whole... T- it was horrible. And I'm like, oh yeah okay great i can't stay outside for too long without five pairs of pants on apparently and then harry woke up and his eyes were freaking swollen shut and then he wouldn't go to the doctor because he's like it's just allergies they have bumps all over them they're red and puffy and one of them is like half swollen shut (laughs) and he won't go to the doctor everyone tell him he needs to go to the doctor (laughs) They're, like, red all around, like, the eyelid, the under eye. That one of them has, like, little bumps on it. All over, like, it looks like a rash. And then, yeah, his, like, left eye is, like, half closed all the time because it's swollen. <laughs> and they're, like, beet red, and they itch, and they, you need to go to the doctor. Okay. And then I went to the doctor today, and it just wasn't fun. <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. But I just want to let you guys know. I'm not having a good time health-wise. I'm not doing good. I'm not dying, I don't think, but I'm, pro- I'm not dying, but you know, 2020 and 2021 have been a bad year for health for Carly and Harry. We're always sick.
1: Uh, and and a lot of other people.
0: Okay, yeah, but not covid-wise. Yeah, I know. I'm just not saying for me. just general, like... Yeah, no, I know everyone. Yeah. I shouldn't complain, but you don't understand.
2: You don't Anyone? get it.
0: My, you don't get my problems. I'm sorry. <laughs> I have problems. Anyway. That I'm being treated for. <laughs> oh, no. Okay. That's all. But other than that, I've had a good day.
1: Okay, good. Are you having a good day now?
0: Yeah, I'm having an okay time now. Okay. This makes me happy.
1: All right, cool. Um, we're going to talk about now... The Lost Children of the Alleghenies.
0: This is the third time I've heard this story, but I yeah, like so it. Yes, you can so. tell it
1: to me yourself now. No. All right. So
0: you start with a long quote that I don't understand. So let's get into that. I right. no, kidding. <laughs> Set the
1: scene. I'll quote from okay. <laughs> an 1888 book by Charles R. McCarthy of Huntington, Pennsylvania. The traveler going west over the Pennsylvania Railroad as he approaches the Allegheny Mountains, some four or five miles west of Altoona, is delighted with the wild scenery that meets his gaze. Here he is in the very midst of the Allegheny Range, where the Great Barrier begins to break into the numerous spurs which lead away in long lines from the interior towards the wet east. The iron steed boldly climbs the mountain on one of these numerous spurs, carrying the traveler up by an ascending grade of 84 and a half feet to the mile, but reduced to 75 feet by means of curves.
0: This is so dramatic.
1: At Catanning Point, the road is carried around a sharp curve, which has ever since its construction been a wonder of engineering skill. The art or science here must have been put to the sharpest test and proved master of the situation. Two deep ravines had to be crossed, and to accomplish this feat, a point of the mountain had to be cut away, and the two ravines by high embankments brought up to proper grade. Then, by a sharp horseshoe-shaped curve, the sides of which are parallel with each other, the train is turned around in a moment's time, and on the opposite spur of the mountain has the appearance of running directly back to Altoona, the station it had left a few minutes before." But after completing the Horseshoe Bend, the road, by use of another curve, turns to the right and passes on more directly westward, through the great gateway nature has opened for its accommodation, and through the long tunnel to Galitzin. On leaving the Horseshoe Curve, the traveler is more delighted than ever with the wild mountain scenery. The gorge here is much deeper than at the horseshoe curve, and as the train carries him along the steep mountainside, he looks down into the deep ravine, some places almost perpendicular, hundreds of feet below him, while another mountain, rising abruptly on the other side and running parallel with the one he is on, towers far above his head. Mm. Before reaching Galitzin, the train passes through a long tunnel, which is 3,612 feet in length Wow! (laughs) and securely... (laughs) Uh, (laughs) and securely (laughs) arched throughout in case you are worried yeah the highest point attained by the pennsylvania railroad is at the western end of this great tunnel where the elevation above the tide water is 2161 feet Mm. pretty high Mm -hmm. the summit is known as elagrippus point the entire distance over the mountain is some 30 or 35 miles Hundreds of miles, hundreds of travelers every day between Altoona and Galitzin are led not only to admire with pleasure this wild mountain scenery, but alike the grand and daring engineering skill manifested in so successfully building an iron road over this formidable barrier. Mm -hmm. These scenes are so grand and so romantic that they never grow old. Wow. Some 15 or 20 miles south of this, in other wilds of the Alleghenies, is the scene of our narrative. (laughs) what what
2: (laughs) my god
1: the scenery here is much like that described above only upon a scale more extended the different hills cliffs, crags, and ravines have been named by old hunters so that the people living near the foot of the mountain understand them one of the highest points is known as Blue Knob another Fork (laughs) Ridge others Blue Ridge Cedar Swamps, King's Cabins Red Ridge, Hogback Ridge, Spruce Hollow, Gypsy Hollow, Bob's Creek, Sienna Run, and others. The isolated farms and small improvements that can be seen in different parts of the vast mountain range look as if they had wandered away from civilization and, like the children, been lost in the wilderness.
0: See, I've listened to that three times now, and I still don't get it. I'm assuming he's trying to make a set the scene, but my goodness, he's dramatic. No. know. <laughs> Whew, and I know that's why you read it because it's funny and it dramatic. It is it's very but, funny
1: to me. That, and maybe
0: you understood some of it, so maybe it did set the scene for you. I mean, you not get for me.
1: That it is. It is a rough mountain area with where like, children are lots lost, of ravines, and uh, yeah, th- thick woods, and not you know inhospitable territory for people to live in yeah and also i just like that it's very long and that he's he's talking it takes he spends like, the first like three paragraphs of the book talking about how impressive the pennsylvania railroad is
0: and then he's like this is where we set our scene and i'm like what 20, this is to like
1: 20 miles away from the railroad
0: yeah And I'm like, what? You just went on for 15 minutes about how great (laughs) this one thing was, and then that's not where you set the scene.
1: (gasps) Well, I mean, he's talking about how the railroad goes through this, like, you know, very wild territory. And then this is even further away from that. Okay. It's that way out in the middle of nowhere.
0: All right. Get to the story. It's a good story. You'll like it.
1: So the children are George, age seven, and Joseph, age five, Of the Cox family, they lived with their mother Susanna and father Samuel in a cabin in Spruce Hollow. Spruce
0: Hollow—that sounds nice. Living in a cabin in Spruce Hollow. Yeah,
1: I know. Mister and Missus Cox had grown up and married in Pennsylvania, but after the birth of Joseph, moved to Indiana. They only stared there a short time, though, as malaria broke out in the place that they settled. Yeah,
0: you don't want to be in Indiana. You
1: don't want to get malaria in Indiana.
0: Well, you just don't want to be in Indiana, but especially malaria in Indiana, no. Mm -hmm. It's a sad, sad place, and that's a sad, sad disease. Mm -hmm.
1: And because of that, they've moved back home to Pennsylvania and the Alleghenies. Okay. So on April- I mean,
0: now I know that it was not a smart move, but smart move at the time.
1: Right. On April 24th, 1856, Samuel Cox uh, heard his bar dog barking out in the woods. He went out to see what the dog was barking at. Puppy. <laughs> and came back a few minutes later. But when he returned, the boys were nowhere to be found.
0: Dun, dun, dun.
1: <laughs> the parents rushed out into the woods to find them. There's and, two
0: boys, right?
1: Yeah, George and Joseph, okay. age seven and five. Great. George is seven, Joseph seven,
0: I just five. wanted to confirm yeah, here. Yeah, that's right. Okay. Two
1: boys. Um, they went out about as far as they figured two small children could travel in a short amount of time, but did not find them. They returned home, hoping that George and Joseph had found their way back to the cabin.
0: Two small children can travel further than I think these people think. I I bet. Yeah. I'm just, I mean, what do they mean two small children could, two small children can go days without anything and still be running around. (laughs) So, I think they go pretty far, and I think they're just lazy anyway, continue <laughs>
1: um yeah, the, they weren't they weren't home that George and Joseph hadn't oh, gone home, yeah, um, and so they went to their neighbors and told them that their children were lost in the forest. Again, quoting from McCarthy here. The news spread like wildfire, and while many hastened to the mountain to help search for the lost ones, others on foot and on horse traveled from house to house and from one village to another carrying the news. Everyone that heard it seemed at once to comprehend the situation, that whatever was done to find them must be done quickly, or they would not likely be found at all. Yeah. Yeah. That's how it works. With this kindred feeling in the minds of nearly all who heard the tidings, it is not at all strange that plowmen unhitched their teams midway in the fields, merchants closed their stores, mechanics threw down their tools with their work unfinished, and all, with one common purpose, hastened to the mountain, and notwithstanding the day was far spent before many of them heard the news. Yet so quick were the people in their efforts to rescue the little perishing ones, that not less than 200 voices rang along the crags and cliffs of the Allegheny, ere the sun had set on that day.
0: These are some good people.
1: Yeah, I know. I
0: I don't know if our little town of Delavan would have done that. I mean, maybe? Like, if you heard two kids are missing? Like, do you think a lot of people would drop everything they were doing, like the whole town, and just be like, we gotta go find these kids?
1: I, uh, no. I, I bet, mean, like, a
0: search party the next day would be, like, <laughs> I mean, I think, put together. I don't, I don't,
1: but I, I mean, I don't know about the whole town, but, like...
0: Well, later in the story, it's, like, more than the town of Delavan getting yeah, no, together. I, no, I'm
1: saying that, like, I don't know about the whole town of Delavan. I'm sure... Well, the thing is, like... this is before like cops were a big thing and especially in the northern states oh
0: yeah this is all they could do so
1: like there there weren't people whose like specific job it was to find missing people you know
0: yeah well they don't do their job so (laughs) i think we need to start um searching ourselves again (laughs) anyway keep going
1: um uh, so thorough was the search that every plain, hilltop, and ravine within a reasonable distance of their home had been carefully gone over before dark without finding even a footprint of the lost children. Um, a footprint? A footprint. <laughs> uh, a, a bunch of people s- stayed to keep searching through the night um, as it the weather had turned uh, uh, windy and rainy and stormy and they were these people a, these are just kids nice. Kids <laughs> aren't going to make it through this night. Through yeah. this night in weather like this, so they kept looking. Um, they ho- they like uh, lit fires all along the hillsides, hoping that the kids would see them and come to the fires. Aww. Um
0: that's a good idea.
1: Mm-hmm. But it did not work. Oh. The next day, even more people came to X ex- to expand the search for miles around. How many? I don't know exactly. Um, the next morning, oh. no less than a thousand people went out to search
0: that's wild hundreds of people that the is next day. wild
1: mm-hmm. as the stormy nights went on and day by day the chances of finding the children alive grew less and less more and more people came from all around to search for them
0: that's crazy that more and more people came to search like yeah, normally well, they kind of i
1: trickle mean trickle
0: out because they're like well you're not gonna find them alive
1: yeah I, but so these are good people i know well they're like well yeah i don't know
0: when my kid goes missing, I want them to do the same thing for me.
1: Okay. That no,
0: that's what they were thinking. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, this you know, the days back be- before we had internet and everyone was looking at their phones, <laughs> we had real communities. Stop. People cared about each other. People talked to each other. People said hello as they walked down the street. They weren't all <laughs> buried in their twitters texting each other and
0: Stop. <laughs> Just continue. Uh,
1: uh, more and more people came from all around until some 2,000 searchers were combing the mountain at once. Mm-hmm. Uh, everyone in the area pretty much put their lives on hold uh, in order to aid in the search for the two boys.
0: That's so nice.
1: I know. But some people weren't so nice, as eventually suspicion turned on the Coxes.
0: Rude.
1: Mm-hmm. McCarthy's uh, very dramatic telling of the event. There was a Judas in the company of kind sympathizers ready to add to this. As in the case of Charlie Ross, this fiend in human form charged the parents with murdering their children for the purpose of getting money through compassion of the people.
0: That's my surprise shriek.
1: Good. (laughs) <laughs> this wretch in company with a few kindred spirits.
0: Wretch!
1: Yeah. Had the audacity to take up some of the floor in the parents' cabin to see whether or not they had buried their children under the floor.
0: Better have paid them back to put it back yeah, together.
1: And dug up some places in the garden where they had buried oh. their potatoes for the same purpose. <sighs>
0: they better have gotten those potatoes back
1: yeah, put those potatoes, back, put where those you found potatoes them.
0: back where you found them
1: i think this guy just wants some taters <laughs>
0: probably i always want taters so i understand
1: <laughs> it was only a man who had a heart in him to murder his own children that could have thought of such a cruel act
0: yeah yeah so this guy probably murdered his kids, I see.
1: <laughs> and when the news was carried abroad that such a charge had been made, the people were so indignant at such an unreasonable accusation that they would have punished this wicked party according to their evil deeds had they not escaped from the company and remained away. Hmm. Um, so yeah, that happened. Soon after this, uh, some footprints of the children were found um, ten miles or more <gasps> from their home.
0: They're still alive.
1: The searchers scoured this area, but didn't find another trace. Dang. Pardon me. There was much speculation at this time as to the fate of the children. They as did. they kept not finding up. Probably. Turn, turning, find, being found turning up. Uh, so, 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 <laughs> Good. <laughs> some assumed they had been devoured by mountain lions or bears or some other That's wild beast. That's what I would I know that. But, you know, I mean, if that happened, you would at least find some, like, gnawed on Georgie Bones.
0: That's true. Gnawed on Georgie Bones. Uh,
1: Others thought they'd been kidnapped by a wandering band of misfits or something. Okay. Some thought they'd fallen in a stream and drowned. Um, And it was also theorized they'd been taken by some secret religious institution to be held within their walls and educated into their heretic cult. faith cult or whatever that's what
0: i would have believed <laughs> that's
1: i don't know how i i didn't yeah that that one was just surprising to me yeah that, that, one that was is included surprising. I, I mean or maybe just this author taking some liberty looking for the most dramatic <laughs> yeah i respect things. it but even after days of hunting the majority of the searchers still believed to children to be alive and wandering the mountainside
0: that is those are hopeful They're people real
1: optimistic yeah hey, you gotta yeah you don't want to be like do out here in the rain for days on end for no reason yeah this is you know sunk cost fa- fallacy and all that mm. um after five or six nights a woman claimed to have heard a child crying far away on the mountain late one night she sure she hurried to tell her neighbors, but by the time a search party made it out there, any trace of the children was gone.
2: Oh.
1: Um, a dowser, a black man living in Morrison's Grove, was it's brought. What is a dowser? Yeah, I talked about dowsing on. He had like a oh, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, a, yeah, 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 yeah. A peach the rods
1: twig that he like carried around that was supposed to point him in the direction that the children took. Yeah, um, but uh, he, he didn't have any luck. He Dang. <laughs> it, it was soon evident that he without the aid of the other you know it's people searching with him he would have gotten lost himself <sighs> uh some people went to the neighboring somerset county and asked the local witch there for <laughs> help as well
0: i'm surprised mm-hmm. they did that
1: yeah i know yeah you, know, you don't think of people like having wanting to get a witch's help then it's that they didn't suspect the witch of having i know right
0: yeah hm. but i
1: think it's like a in like rural pennsylvania and the old times i feel like local witches were kind of a common thing like people who knew like you know folk magics and yeah cures and stuff mm-hmm. um She she was brought to the mountain and cast some spells and did some witch stuff and divination, what have you, and said that she could see clearly where the children were, Mm. Uh, that they were living comfortably, sleeping on a nice bed of leaves and eating chestnuts, Mm. Uh, but she wouldn't be able to find them without payment up front.
0: (laughs) Scam! (laughs) There we go, another one. It started from the beginning.
1: It's a classic. It, mm-hmm. uh, she spent all the next day leading
0: they a- paid her?
1: they did pay her <laughs> they- alright <laughs> apparently she spent all the next day leading a large group through the mountain and all the next day as well until she sat down on a log and declared herself too ill, <laughs> too Ill to go any further
0: me that was me today <laughs> during our hike I almost just sat down and said I can't you gotta carry me
1: <laughs> um, and she needed to be carried back to civilization oh there, yeah, made, I am her. She made them carry her. I
0: love that. <laughs> like, I <laughs> hope they got their money back.
1: <laughs> they bring in this witch to and then then, then she, she demands
0: such a nuisance.
1: Payment up front, she leads them like on a circuitous path. She clearly has no idea where she's going. Until so she gets tired and forces them to carry her back.
0: <laughs> I doubt she thought they were actually gonna pay her. Then she's like, Well shoot. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. I yeah. I don't know what she th- What her, what she was thinking? I
0: don't. Yeah,
1: I don't know. (laughs) Maybe she thought that she knew where they were.
0: Yeah, maybe she's one of the mediums who really believes that she is a medium. Yeah, or can. Yeah. Mm
1: Hmm. Anyway, at this point in the story, a man named Jacob Dybert enters.
0: Oh, I remember him.
1: Yeah. So he he lived uh twelve or thirteen miles away uh in a nearby town, uh from. Uh, 12 or 13 miles from where the search was going on. He had heard of it at church a few days, like I think three days after it happened or something. They went first mm-hmm. when missing, but he hadn't had any involvement in the search to this point mm-hmm. um, and had little knowledge of the train on that side of the mountain. He was by all accounts an intelligent man and not known to be superstitious. But 10 nights after the children were lost, he had a dream. Hmm. In it, he dreamt that he was alone on the mountain searching for them. He dreamed that he came upon a dead deer, and then further on, a child's shoe, then a large stream. He crossed the stream on a beech log, then went over a ridge and into a ravine. At the bottom of the ravine, there was a brook, which he followed to a birch tree, whose roots made a semicircle in which he found the bodies of the two dead children.
0: In his dream? In his dream, yeah. Okay.
1: Um, all the next day, he couldn't get the dream out of his head. Uh, he bugged his wife about details of it all all day, um, as she had grown up on that part of the mountain nearer to where the children were, uh, supposed Mm -hmm. to be missing. And she told him that what he described was a real place where he found them, um, that she had, like, been to as a child, like, or when she was, like, bringing her family's cows to get milk or something, or, Mm -hmm. I mean, (laughs) water. Um, but, um, you know, that, yeah, they were, it sounded like a real place, but, like, that's weird that you had that dream. Um, yeah. <laughs> the next night, he had the exact same dream again. Uh, he didn't tell anyone else as he thought that they would think he was crazy. And yeah. he didn't go out there to investigate himself because he didn't want to get lost and, you know. And die. Yeah, because, you know, he, he even he was a little skeptical of his dream, I guess.
0: Well, yeah, who wouldn't?
1: Yeah, until the third night where he had the same dream again. Passing the same dead deer, finding the same shoe, crossing the same stream, following the same ravine to the same tree, and finding the same children. Hmm. Um, So his wife told him to go uh, visit her brother, his brother-in-law, who lived closer to where this dream took place, closer Mm -hmm. to where they grew up. Uh, While his brother conceded that such places existed, uh, the ridge that he described was called Blue Ridge. The creek was called Bob's Creek. Um, He was crazy to think that he would find the children there. Mm -hmm. Um, The area was many miles from the children's home through extremely rough and treacherous terrain. It had not been searched yet um, only because people thought that it was pointless to do so, as no one believed that two small children could make it through the thick woods and steep ridges (sighs) or to get up over Bob's Creek without falling in and drowning.
0: Yeah, well, (laughs) like I said, children are insane. They can Mm -hmm. do a lot.
1: Uh Dibert was not swayed. He he was he was gonna go out all by oh, himself yeah. anyway. Um but the brother-in-law, um he, even though he tried to talk him out of it, decided that it was best for him to go along with him Good. and make sure that he didn't get lost and die. Mm-hmm. Um uh the two set off, led by Jacob's recollection of his dream. Soon they passed a dead deer, looking just the same as the one from his dream. Uh-oh. Further on, they found a worn little boy's shoe. Uh, then they reached Bob's Creek mm-hmm. and crossed on the beech log from Dibert's dream. Jacob followed the route that was by now familiar to him over Blue Ridge and down the ravine, where they joined the mountain stream, which led them soon to the birch tree, and at his foot were the emaciated bodies of the two children. That's sad. I know. The signal was sent out that the children had been found. And caw soon... Caw,
2: caw, caw.
1: <laughs> yeah. Soon hundreds <laughs> of people converged on the spot. That was the signal, yeah. Yeah, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, physicians judged the children to have been dead for three or four days before being found.
0: Which is interesting because that's when he had his dream three days yeah. ago. Did you notice that?
1: I didn't notice that. I think that is interesting.
0: Um, yeah, so he must have had it right after they died. Why couldn't he have the dream while they were still alive?
1: Well... Uh, because their spirit is what gave him the dream.
0: Got it. Okay, keep going. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, I buy it. Sure.
1: Um, yeah, they had died of starvation and exposure. Mm. Um, a reward of $50 was given to Mr. Dibert and his brother in law, which they used to purchase tombstones for the children. Oh, that is so or, sweet. A tombstone. They were buried in the same coffin.
0: Oh, oh. That's so sweet,
1: um, when the funeral was held, five thousand people came from all of the state to attend. Aww. It was like, yeah, the biggest like news going on in Pennsylvania for those ten days. That's crazy, I know um Jacob Dibert ended up serving in the Civil War a few years later, um where he survived at least a dozen battles, but then um before it was over, died of chronic diarrhea in Virginia.
0: okay, that makes me sad. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah <laughs> okay uh in nineteen o six to commemorate the fiftieth anniversary of the event of the the children being <laughs> being found oh. and lost, not Jacob dying of diarrhea.
0: oh yeah, the kids
1: <laughs> um, uh, the nearby community of Pavia took up a collection to put up a monument on the spot where they were found Aww. Um, and it was erected in nineteen ten. Uh, in 2006 the dybert family paid to Whoa. have the memorial renovated and enclosed and put up a new like interpretive sign at the spot.
0: Nice. that wasn't that long ago
1: yeah mhm hmm. yeah and it's 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 interesting yeah yeah that is
0: that the Dyberts still feel oddly connected to this these kids yeah. that aren't related to them that's interesting it is interesting that not the family of the
1: kids well, I mean, there is no family. The kids died.
0: <gasps> oh, my God. Yeah, you're right.
1: Um, I mean, maybe they had, like, cousins. I don't know.
0: Yeah, they had cousins and but, stuff, I'm sure. I mean, but that's sweet. That's yeah, sweet. The whole story is sweet.
1: Anyway, um, so one more thing. Mm-hmm. In September of 1887, 31 years after the Cox boys went missing and were found, a woman named Sydney Griffith was traveling to uh, about the same area to visit her sick father. Um, Her brother was supposed to come and meet her at the train station with a buggy, um, but apparently he was a little bit uh, late getting in there, and she decided to start walking down the road to meet him uh, part way and save him some travel. (laughs) Unfortunately, at some point she took a wrong turn and got (laughs) lost in an area of the mountains called the Cedar Swamps. For two days and nights, people searched the mountain for her to no avail. But on the second night, a young man had a dream that Miss Griffith was lost in the cedar swamps, and he could see clearly the way to get to her. The next morning, he went to the place he dreamed and found her alive, though frightened, wet, and hungry. The young man who found her was named Isaac W. Dybert, mm. the son of Jacob Dybert
0: is a crazy family
1: i know they
0: he had the dream though while she was still alive yeah, though right. so he's so they... way more powerful <laughs> i
1: know Is he really does huh. yeah i don't know it's interesting
0: yeah i like this story it's nice <laughs> yeah other than the kids dying well, yeah, but the aftermath of that is kind of nice how they give the money to pay for the kid i don't know the yeah, whole it it's nice. sweet
1: mm-hmm people said that like some like $5,000 worth of like supplies and food had been donated to like the search. I oh, was it was crazy.
0: That's wild. $5,000 $5, in
1: 1856 money. That yeah, is, which is like
0: That's crazy.
1: A shit ton. Yeah. <laughs>
0: hmm. Yeah. I like that.
1: Mhm. It's a good story. Yeah, so that uh either happened or well I mean the the children getting lost and dying happened, but
0: and the stuff going up and stuff like that.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. and
0: the guy probably found them, right? Or yeah. Else, the divers wouldn't be so connected yeah, to these he's kids.
1: Like, I assume, like he and the brother-in-law, like, actually found them. I, I mean, I, have, there's no reason to doubt that. It's just interesting that I don't know. That's the like accepted story. That's like on the 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 sign and the monument there and stuff. And like,
0: <laughs> I like it. I know. Even if he didn't have the dream, he found them you yeah. could make up the dream i don't know <laughs> i don't know i buy it yeah why not i buy it why not
1: you're right why not
0: <laughs> i don't know maybe not but i it's a good story i like the story
1: yeah it is a good story well that's 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 the story oh end, cool. end of end of story okay all right well, we
0: should probably end it yeah, we pr-
1: long pretty... episode yeah all right um thanks for listening folks thanks for
0: tuning in everyone
1: thanks for tu- don't touch that dial uh the podcast is ending okay uh what i've been harry i'm
0: still carly and this has been known unknowns
1: we're going out like stan shara
0: because it's weird out there Bye.
2: bye